Welcome to another episode of Confiding Confidently, a place where comforting and convicting truths on faith, marriage, and motherhood are discussed. I'm your host, Stephanie Holbrook. Let's jump in. Hey, ladies. Well, today is Christmas Eve, and I actually wasn't planning on recording today um, just because of all the Christmas chaos, as you can imagine, as we're all experiencing right now. Um, because I have tried to get one of, get with one of my dear friends who is not only an amazing writer, but an awesome advocate, a wonderful mother. She's all the things I want to be when I grow up because I wanted her to get on here because she is amazing at knocking out goals. Um, but unfortunately, because of all the Christmas chaos, as you know, uh, we were not able to get together. So I'm hoping I'll have her on next Tuesday. Um, but... I woke up this morning, and y'all, the insomnia is real. I don't know if it's just the excitement for Christmas or just the list of things I need to get done running through my head, or maybe part of it is my husband got me a cricket or a cricut. I don't know how you pronounce it, but he got me one for Christmas, and so I spent all last night uh, making shirts and little vinyls and things like that, and so, of course, I woke up, and I was like, I wonder what all I could do. I could do it on. So, of course, Pinterest and, you know, you go down that black hole of awesomeness. Um, and so, I've been up since 1.50 and it is 4.30 now. And let me tell y'all, um, my children are awake. Like, I thought I was going to be sly and sneaky and get all my recording gear and my laptop and come and hide in one of the bedrooms um, because all the kids, for some reason, think they need to sleep on the couch. And I walk out of my, my bedroom, and they're all looking at me. And I'm like, why are you awake? It is dark outside. Go back to sleep. So, and let me just tell you, okay, so this is how my morning's going, ladies. I haven't even finished a cup of coffee yet. I walk into the room, in one of the rooms, to sit and close the door and record, and this, just this smell, this horrible smell smacks me in the face. And it's the smell of dog crap. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So apparently, Fifi, my pug Pekingese, she thought it was a, a, it'd be cute to leave me an early Christmas present in one of the kids' bedrooms. So, of course, I had to clean that up. Well, then I go into another room because even though I've cleaned it up, I still feel like I can smell it. I go in another room, in my daughter's room, and I sit down in the floor, and wouldn't you know, I sat down in a puddle of dog TT. Y'all, if anybody is interested in having a little pug Pekingese, uh, you can come and get her, because I, woo, I'm so done. I don't know what has gotten into her. It ain't even cold out here, y'all. In Alabama, it's like 70 degrees right now, no joke. It's going to be 70 degrees Christmas Day. And she's sitting in here using the bathroom in my house like she ain't got no good sense. Like it's cold or raining outside. It ain't cold and it ain't raining neither. She could have took her butt outside. But anyways, all of that to say, maybe you can listen to this today as you're cooking. Because I know that is what I'm going to be doing as soon as the sun comes up. We've got all kinds of, you know, family we got to go visit. And you got to take a dish to every place. And so... I'm going to be cooking today, ladies. Um, but I did want to get on and just kind of talk with you ladies a little bit. Um, 
So Stevie, I had her on last week, right? Y'all. All right. So if y'all haven't listened to that po- that that episode, hop over there. Go listen to that episode because Stevie is amazing. But she actually, in our uh, episode, in the interview, I just mentioned briefly about how I totally want to get her book for my small group of high school girls. Well, y'all, God provides, okay? So, Stevie said, as we were doing the interview, she thought in her head, okay, I want to get these books to Stephanie. She didn't know how she was going to do it, though. She wasn't worried about the books. It was the shipping, because to ship that many books is kind of expensive. And so, she um, she looked on her Etsy shop, and somebody bought $60 worth of stuff. So, that covered the price of the shipping, and it covered some to, to put some gas in her car to go and meet with one of her mentor friends for coffee. So, that covered that. Y'all, this is how crazy, okay, this, literally, this story had me in tears. So, not only did God bless her with enough to send the books to me from, I believe she's in Maine, if I'm not mistaken. She's in Maine, I'm in Alabama. Y'all, somebody just reached out to her on Facebook Messenger and was like, I felt like God told me to give you $200, so here's $200. And she was like, okay. She did the math, and if she would have sold the 18 books to me, because I asked her, I was like, I've got to give you something for these. I can't just take these for free. She said, God paid for those books, y'all. Because had she had I bought the books, she would have made $198. Y'all, is that not mind-blowing? And, you know, we say it all the time, oh, there we don't need signs and wonders and that kind of stuff anymore. That is exactly what that was. Like, that was a miracle. Well, of course, after all that, I was like, wow. You know, I was just in awe and I was enamored. Well, then uh, I shared it with my husband the next morning. And I told him, I said, or either later that night, I don't remember. Um, but I told him, I said, you know, I wish God would do something like that for me. And he just looked at me and he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you know, like I want it, I want it like to, it to come in, you know, in the nick of time, like something like that. Like, oh God, I want to do this, but you know, I don't have this or this or this. And then it just happened. And he was like, you, it did just happen to you, Stephanie. That what, like you wanted the books and you were able to get the books. And I was like, oh, you're so right. <laughs> like, I guess for me, like being the recipient instead of the giver, like that is just kind of hard for me to to wrestle with, I guess. Like, I am so weird when it comes to compliments or anything like that. Like, you're like, oh, you look pretty. I'm like, happy birthday. Like, I just, I'm so strange. But anyways, so I just wanted to share that with you ladies because that is just an encouraging story to me. And I'm pretty sure that that would be an encouraging story to some of my listeners. So, like I said, hopefully I will have my dear friend on next week and she's going to give us some tips on how to set goals for the new year and how to crush them. I'm so excited because y'all know me, your girl shoots from the hip. So I don't know what's, what 2020 is going to look like. I know 2019 was pretty darn awesome. I mean, I wrote a book and I started a speaking ministry and I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see what God has in store for 2020, but I know I have to put forth some kind of effort instead of just shooting from the hip all the time. So with that being said, I have got some changes, some things I'm, I'm pretty excited about coming into 2020. 
Um, I am working on changing the name of the podcast and the blog page and the Facebook page to just be all one consecutive, uh, you know, united front. Instead of confiding conflict, though she has been a beautiful baby to me. And she will still be the same. We're just going to rename her. Um, so everything will be rough girl turned redeemed. Okay, so this podcast, I'm hoping I'll have the name changed to rough girl turned redeemed. I'm hoping that the blog will be, instead of confidingconfidently.com, it'll be rough girl turned redeemed.com. And the Facebook will be rough girl turned redeemed by Stephanie Holbrook instead of confiding confidently by Stephanie Holbrook. I'm just wanting to put everything together because I have bought that, uh, I have trademarked that slogan, Rough Girl Turned Redeemed. So, I'm just going to make it all one united little front right there. And so, that's my, that's, that's the biggest thing, that's my biggest plan for the new year. It's just to have everything consecutive, everything united and, and uniformed and, and under one entity name. Um, and I do want to say this though, ladies, okay. So, I was invited last minute, like, she called me, it was like 3.45, and she was like, hey, do you want to go to, uh, Bob Goff is speaking at the local school, and this was my friend Annette, who I do Brave and Beautiful Mamas on Facebook with, and I was like, yeah, uh, let me see, uh, what time, and she was like, well, he's, it starts at 6, and I was like, oh, gosh, like, Annette, this is so last minute, it was a Thursday night. And I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'll call my mother-in-law and see if I can can get her to keep the kids. Y'all, I have four kids. It is not an easy feat to call up my mother-in-law or a babysitter or anybody and go, hey, can you keep my kids in about an hour? Like, can you can you do that? And so, because even though it started at 6, the seating started at 5.30. And so, I was like, okay, God, if it's meant to be, you're going to make it happen. And so... Lo and behold, my mother-in-law, the saint that she is, she was like, sure, bring the kids over. So, of course, that's what we did. And so, we went, and y'all, I'm embarrassed to say, I'd never heard. Like, I mean, I'm sure I've heard of him in, like, passing. I probably looked at his books on the Books A Million shelf and, you know, didn't think anything of it. Um, I kind of tend to go towards women authors. And I, and I, I, it's not that I'm, like, woman power, you know, like, it's all women all the time. Like, no, I just, you know, I've just... I'm in that stage right now where most of the people that I read are women authors. Besides, you know, some of my my favorite, you know, contemporary, like the, or the, the I, I call them the fathers of the faith, like Charles Spurgeon, um, uh, Matthew Henry, and C.S. Lewis. Like just, you know, some of the older uh, men, I like to read their, their stuff. But anyway, so Bob Goff, he actually has two books. Love does, and then everybody always. So, when we went to this little speaking gig that he had, uh, he had his book. And at Books a Million, it's like $15, $16. Well, here at the speaking event, it was $10. And he signed it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, because I love books. I've got more books than I have time to read them. So, I've got stacks and stacks. So, I was like, ah, I don't really need another book because I've got so many books I need to read. But I was like, but it's only $10. So, I got the book. And y'all, if you have not gotten the book, everybody always. Y'all, it, it, I mean, it has, it has really opened my eyes to some things that aren't very 
pretty in my life, you know. And, and, you know, for the most part, you know, we like to say, well, you know, I'm nice to people. There's people that cut me off in the road and I don't flick them off or honk my horn or cuss at them or anything like that. You know, I might call them an idiot under my breath, but I try not to let the kids hear it, you know, because I don't want them saying, hey, you idiot, you know. So, um, but just reading that book, Everybody Always, and it, it just, everybody always, you love, that's, that's the point. You love everybody always just as Jesus did. And I feel like this is such an important message right now coming into Christmas. Christmas is tomorrow. If you're not with family tomorrow, you're going to be with them today or you're going to be with them this weekend. And so naturally, we get around family and though we love them, sometimes they're not very lovable. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell my husband sometimes, I'm like, look, I love you, but I sure don't like you. (laughs) But, you know, everybody always, we love everybody always. And so what a what better way to be a picture of Jesus Christ than to go into these family functions, even though there's, you know, there's some hard feelings, there's some animosity, there's some annoyances, not pointing all that out. And I'm not saying, okay, so maybe you have some family that are clearly not Christian. You don't have to shove Jesus Christ down their throat, okay? Just being a decent human being, like just showing love, when they're like when they're being unlovable that's a picture of Christ that's the best gospel you can preach right so after I finished the book I have been thinking about it like what were some ways like as I was reading through the book I was thinking of what are some ways that I could be love to the people around me okay I was thinking, okay, well, you know, I could go to the nursing homes and, and love on those people, you know, because they get, they get left in there and, and, you know, families get busy and they forget about them. And I thought, oh, I could do, you know, I I love children. I could do, you know, even more in the school and and teach chapel to some of the elementary students. I was like, oh, or I could go, we've got a local organization, which is a wonderful organization. Uh, for foster children and foster families, and uh, it's called the Bloom House. And so I said, well, I could go, and I could see if, if she needs any extra help with that. And then I was like, oh, I love animals. I could do, we've got another local organization uh, called Sky Hill that uh, deals with fostering and and um just helping out with the shelters and stuff like that for the animals. I was like, I could do that. And I just felt God tell me, y'all, go to the prison. I was like, whoa, 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 Jesus, whoa. What you mean go to the prison? Like, why don't I go to the nursing home? Like, give, let me pick any, I'll do any of those other things you said. What, what do I need to go to the prison for? There's like murderers and rapists and thieves and drug addicts. Like, I don't need to go up in there. And he was, he just said, love the unlovable. And then I remember, and I don't doubt, that was just my mind. I'm pretty sure it was him reminding me and and laying that scripture on my heart once again. When I was in prison, you visited me. And so, I don't know how this is going to happen. I'm trying to work out the details on it. But tomorrow, Christmas Day, once I finish the Christmas lunch with my family, who's all coming over, I'm going to go to the local county jail. And I'm going to stand outside, and I've invited a group of people to go with me. And I'm going to sing Christmas carols to these inmates. And um, after that, I'm going to pray over them. 
and I don't know how that's going to go. Like, and I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, so either it can go one of two ways. It can go somebody is moved inside that prison and they give their life to Christ. Or, on the flip side, like the scripture says, I'm just heaping coals on their heads. And I'm like, mmm, I really, I'm really hoping it's the first. I really don't want to do that second part. But either way it goes, I have to be obedient. The outcome is not up to me. The only part that's up to me is the obedience. And if I love God, I will be obedient. And so, tomorrow... At 4 o'clock, I'm going to go to the county jail, and I'm going to sing Christmas carols as if it's my brother and my daddy and my husband and my son inside that jail. And I'm going to love on those men, and I'm going to just show them Jesus the best way I know how. Now, I ain't saying your girl can sing because I can't sing. But I'm hoping I have enough people there that we just lift up our, our voices a joyful noise unto the Lord and just show these people Christ in a day where usually they're forgotten, a day where everyone else is celebrating and enjoying family and loved ones and friends. These men, now I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be in there. You know, our actions, no matter whether we're forgiven or not, our actions still have consequences. Okay, but just encouraging them to let them know this is just a chapter. This is not the whole book. You can still worship God and follow God and live for the Lord inside those bars. Because even though physically you are imprisoned, spiritually you are free. All you have to do is grab the Savior's hand, right? So, ladies... This is all I have for you today. I pray and I hope that y'all have the best Christmas and that you love on the unlovable, even those that are in your family, okay? And so I hope to see y'all back next week. I'm hoping I'll have my girl on. And until then, Merry Christmas. And hopefully next week I'll be able to tell you a Happy New Year with my girl by my side. All right, ladies, see y'all back next week for more comforting and convicting truths. If you haven't, go over to Facebook and give Confiding Confidently a like and a follow for never-before-seen memes and articles. If anything inspires or encourages, comforts or convicts you, share it. Love y'all. Until next time. <music>